says, continue in the things which thou hast learned. Amen. He makes this statement. He says, uh, you've learned these things, which implies that somewhere along the line, Timothy was taught these things. Amen. And uh, I believe Paul probably did most of that teaching. Amen. And this was his son in the gospel, and he was helping him along. And this was his second letter to Timothy. And, and he was saying, hey, these things that I've taught you, which means not only was he taught these things, uh, Paul implies that you are doing the things that I've taught you to do. Amen. And so Paul's teaching was fruitful. Amen. So the things that he taught this, this preacher, his, his young, this at one time younger preacher, is now beginning to, uh, to grow. And, and, and 2 Timothy, he's not a, uh, uh, as young as he was, duh, in 1 Timothy. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so we're going to get through this tonight, I promise. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Corner. Amen. So Timothy was a good student. Amen. Timothy was a good student of Paul. Because Paul said, hey, I see you're uh, doing a good job. The things that I'm teaching you, you, you are doing them. And you've learned these things. Now just keep doing what you've been taught. Just keep doing these things. He's not coming with him and saying, hey, well, you know what? Uh, some things have changed. Come on now. Some things have changed. We, we, we got a little different skew on things now. I've been enlightened a little bit, and, and we, we really need to be doing it a different way. He said, no, no, no. Those things that I taught you, they're still good. The doctrines I taught you, they're still good doctrines. Continue in these things. These are some things you need to keep doing. Amen. And so I, I just think that the Lord is, uh, uh, you know, all, all around us, everywhere you look, and you see, man, it's just some crazy things that are happening because people aren't continuing doing the things that they've been taught to do why are standards going out the door and why amen it's just so the things that they uh, that so-called apostolics are doing and becoming involved in it just so crazy and odd and and, and uh, uh, churches are going directions you just would have never believed because you know what they're not gonna they're not continuing amen in those doctrines and those teachings it's important God doesn't change his word doesn't change. Amen. And Paul was admonishing Timothy. He says, just keep doing what you've been doing because it works. Keep preaching what you've been preaching because it works. Amen. Because that's how the lost is going to be saved. And that's how the sinner is going to get their life cleaned up because you're going to keep teaching them. They need to come out from this world and be separate. You're going to teach them to be baptized in Jesus' name. Keep teaching those things that they still got to be uh, fully submerged, uh, amen, in water and baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. There's no other way. Keep telling people this because that's what works. Amen. And that's the truth. He says, continue in these things which you have learned and you've been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. He said, I taught you well. You know I taught you well. You know this is the truth. Amen. And so aren't you glad tonight to know you've been taught well? Amen. Oh, come on now. I'm telling you tonight, I'm thankful I've been taught well. Amen. I'm thankful I've had pastor in my life, a man of God in my life that's taught me. We can be assured, amen, in the things we've been taught. How about we just continue in them, amen? How about we just start believing and doing, amen, and continuing in those things that have been taught? Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And these, uh, he said, yeah, all scripture, amen, is given by inspiration of God. God breathed. It's profitable. Amen. If you owe anything, it doesn't take much. to have. You don't need a business. You don't need an MBA, a master's in business administration to understand it's a good thing to be profitable. Amen. Amen. I, I mean, if you've ever had a yard sale, you want to be profitable, right? I hate yard sales just so... I, I put them, they just, praise God, I just want to throw that out there. Amen. It's a lot of work. You want to be profitable. Amen. You always have high hopes, and it's just, praise God, it's a lot of work. I don't care what you do. Amen. You want to be, pro you don't want to put a lot of work and effort and, and, and time and energy into something just to lose. Amen. To lose money. Amen. Or to lose uh, whatever you're trying to gain. Amen. I, I don't want to go to work just to, uh, I don't want to go to work and pay them. Say, man, I'm just, I'm just glad to be here. Does anybody do that? No. We go to work because they get a check. We're profitable. Amen. And, and that's what uh, the scripture is. All scripture, everything in the word of God, amen, is going to, to take us from a, either a deficit, amen, it's going to make us better. Amen. Everything that's in here that's taught out of the Word of God, amen, is going to bring something to your life. Amen. It's going to take uh, uh, the ashes of your life, and the Bible says it'll give you beauty for it. You're going to be profitable. Amen. Uh, the, the, you're going to have the oil of joy for mourning. Amen. You're, you're going to take the mourning and sadness. And God's, I'm telling you, it's all profitable. Amen. If we do what the Bible says, if we do what the Word of God says and the teachings, amen, out of the Word of God, we're going to be profitable. Now, amen. You can look around and say, oh, I've still got problems. I've still got troubles. I'm telling you, in God's time, you're going to see a profit in your life. Amen. The Word of God's not going to return void in your life. Amen. Trust in the Word of God. Trust in the teachings of the Lord. Trust. Amen. Amen. The Word of God that comes across the pulpit. Have faith in God. Have faith in your man of God. Have faith because all Scripture, all Scripture, I don't care what word it is, is going to bring you profit. Amen. But I think part of the problem is in how. Amen. It comes becomes profitable. Some jobs are better than others. Some jobs are easier than others. Amen. But the Word of God is profitable for doctrine. And doctrine is just simply teaching. Amen. How to live. How to be saved. How to be baptized. Amen. How to treat your brother. How to handle your finances. How to live life. It's all there. Amen. It's profitable for that. Amen. It's profitable for doctrine. Amen. For reproof. Amen. And you look the word reproof up, it means a, 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 a proving of truth or conviction. Amen. You ever want to know what's right, what's true? The Bible, it's there. It's the word of truth. Amen. Amen. It's good. You can go to the word of God and, and, and you can find the truth. Amen. Amen. The Bible says to be, it sanctifies you. Truth sanctifies. Hallelujah. Amen. What, amen. Uh, prophet is that amen hallelujah to be set apart and sanctified for the lord amen it's it's uh profitable amen for correction praise god amen we want profit right hallelujah amen you know what if i need corrected i need corrected i want pastor to correct me. i want the word of god to correct me 
Amen. I want the preaching of God to correct me. I want, I want the conviction of the word. Amen. Because it'll profit me. Amen. Because if I'm dealing with something in my life, if I've got a, if, if I got a struggle, amen, with something in my life, amen, but the word of God can go forth, amen, and it'll drive me to my knees. Or it'll drive me, amen, to make that right with somebody else. Or it'll, it'll drive, it ought to, it ought to. Amen. It ought to make you want to be right. Amen. It'll profit you. It'll make you better. Amen. If the word of correction comes across, whether it's across the pulpit, in the office, I don't care where it comes across. All scripture will help you. Hallelujah. It will be profitable to you. Amen. But hallelujah, sometimes we don't want correction. Amen. It's profitable for instruction in righteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. That in word instruction. Amen. Of righteousness. It's the whole training and education of children, whatever, or whatever in adults that also cultivates the soul, especially by correcting mistakes and curbing passions. Amen. You know what? Uh, this whole idea of uh, the scripture, it really is to help us to be not uh, fleshly oriented. Amen. The Bible is to help us. It's, it's the word of God. Amen. And it's to help us to be more like him. Amen. And so Timothy uh, it was t- being, or Paul was telling Timothy, hey, you know what? If you want to be like the Lord and, and you want to get people to heaven, just keep doing these things. Amen. And keep having these things. And, 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 and you know what, son? Just stay teachable. Amen. Help me to teach you because you know what? You're going to have to t- teach others. Amen. And so I, I kind of struggled with what to title this tonight. And I tossed around a couple things and just nothing... I don't know if this is a uh, this is a good uh, title, but here it goes. It's I, I'd like to talk a little bit about those who are teachable are also savable. Amen, amen. I, I may not be peeling paint off the walls tonight, but I think it's a very important topic tonight, and the Lord just laid on my heart. If we can't be teachable, we can't be saved. Amen. If the Word of God cannot teach us, if the word, if the Lord's plan to, to, to save our soul and, and to help us in all these areas, if we are not teachable, amen, have you ever met anyone like that? They know it all. You can't tell them squat. You can't tell them nothing because they know it already. You can't tell them a different way. You can't tell them, hey, this would help. Hey, no, no, no. They, they don't want to hear it. You, it, it well, it'll save you time. I don't want to hear it. I know this. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Well, I, I was going to help them and save time and energy, money, whatever it might be. I was going to save your family. I was going to help you. I'm telling you, the Word of God comes across. Amen. And there's times people say, you know what, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. You know what, uh, maybe a family or your children are at stake. Amen. Because you know what, you're not being uh, teachable. Amen. So I want to be teachable. Amen. I, I want to be a learner. I want to be a student. Amen. Tonight. I, I want God to be able to, to speak to me, amen, in ways that I can hear the voice of God and I can be willing to change and willing to accept, amen, the truths of the Word of God, amen, because all Scripture, amen, and, and, and none of these things that, that the uh, Scripture is profitable for is just kind of just hanging out and doing nothing, amen. The Scripture is uh, it's either to... Uh, uh, to teach you something new or to, or to, to teach you how to, to live right. or to, it, It's all about changing you. Amen. Scripture is all about changing us. 
Amen. And making us more like Him. And making us a better person. Making us a better Christian. Amen. Making us a better brother or sister or husband or wife or, or, or child of God or, or saint. It's all about changing us. And if we aren't willing to accept and change, amen, hallelujah, we're unsavable. Hallelujah. We can't go, uh, the Lord can't work on us and help us, amen. And we've got to be teachable. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I hope nobody's checked out on me now that I've announced the title. Amen. I, uh, my other alternate title, if you want to take a hang hat on this one and not the first one was, You Can Teach Old Dogs New Tricks. That was the other one. So if you want to, we can flip a coin which one goes on the, uh, on, on the website. But I'm telling you, the same analogy applies. Amen. And a lot of times people think, well, I've done it this way my whole life. And I've done it this way and this is how we've always done it. Amen. And you can't teach them, you can't change them. I worked with, I work in, those of you who have been in construction... And those that I've worked with guys that are 67 years old, and you will not tell them a different way of doing business. Amen. I actually had, when I first got into construction, I had a, uh, one of my foremen, as, when I was an apprentice, he, looked, he was mad. I don't know what I did. I, I couldn't imagine I'd done anything wrong. But he, he looked at me, and he told me, he said, uh, at the time I was in the military, and he said, he just called me by my last name, He's, and he was mad at me. And Mr. Benson was, I think he almost, he was probably close to 70, and just an amazing carpenter uh, and had been around a long time and done some great great work but my my, my NCO my staff sergeant he looked at me and said Merriman he said you're gonna Mr. Benson's gonna forget more than you'll ever know and I kind of looked down and I thought you're probably right <laughs> I knew me well enough that's probably a true statement amen but the idea is you know what he had his way of doing things and there wasn't anything this young whippersnapper was going to do to change his mind, uh, you know, if I had a better way. And so if we ever get that mindset about living for God and about the things of God, amen, if we come in and say, well, I've been in church my whole life, and, 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 and we continue to do the same things over and over uh, again, and, and we expect revival, and we haven't changed any behavior. I actually told uh, uh, one, of our, uh, one of the vice presidents at work this week, we were trying... Uh, changing some things up and I told him I said he's just people cost money and they're not willing to staff projects properly and I told him I said if you want to be successful on this job I said you got to put people on if you expect to get a better product out of the same amount of people that's the definition of insanity you can't get anything more if you don't change something amen and so if we aren't seeing revival if we aren't seeing some things, if you're not seeing changes in your life and, and, and things happen in, in, in your family, amen, are, are we allowing the Word of God to change us? Are we accepting the Word of God, putting it into practice? Are we saying, you know what, I'm going to just kind of keep doing what I've always been doing, living the same way I've always been living, and not going to do anything differently, though we've heard teaching otherwise. That's the attitude I'm trying, and the Lord, I think, wants to address tonight. Amen. There's some uh, uh, old dogs, amen, the spirit that just wants to keep doing what they've always done. Don't teach me nothing new, and don't make me get outside my comfort zone, and don't make me go out and witness to anybody and talk to somebody on the job. Don't make me come early and pray. Don't. I'm telling you, there's, an, there's a spirit behind that, amen, because God, uh, the, the devil knows if we can ever get us to change, amen. The Pharisees dealt with that. Jesus tried to get them, hey, get out of your own your old ways. This is a new thing. And they said, hey, this is how we've always done it. you got to do this the Sabbath day. And Jesus was trying the whole time to say, come on, 
this is something different. If you want more, you're the Messiah's here. I'm here. If you want revival, you're going to have to accept my way. You're going to have to do it my way. But if you want the old mundane, keep doing it your way. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't want the old way. I don't want it just my way. It's not working. God, my way's not working. The things I'm doing isn't working. For some reason, God, my way isn't getting it. It isn't cutting it, God. Lord, I want to be teachable. Oh, Lord, help me to remember. What was it pastor's been preaching? What was it he's been teaching? Oh, yeah. He talked about outreach. Uh, and he talked about his revivals and, and, the, and, the, and the things happening in church. Because I want to get out. Amen. As the man of the Gadarenes was saved and was, was cleansed in his body from the demon. And he went into Decapolis. I remember that message. Have I put it into practice? Oh, come on, come on. I'm talking to us tonight. Amen. The Lord wants to talk to us tonight. Amen. We can hear teaching. We can hear it all day long. Amen. But unless we start putting it into practice, if we're teachable, amen, we can receive it, but we don't use it and change. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we're going to get the same result we've always got. Hallelujah. Even some tonight don't like what I'm saying. I'm going to say it because it's the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll cry all day long. We want revival. We want revival. We want revival. Amen. But the teaching has come forth on how to have revival. Pastor, is, I'm telling you, there's been enough evangelists that come through. There's been enough pastors teaching that's come across the pulpit. The teaching is in us. The teaching has been taught on how to have revival. Amen. Lord, somehow or another, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm preaching to me tonight. Amen. You can join me if you want, but Brother Merriman's preaching to Brother Merriman tonight. Amen. I want to see something. Hey, Lord, if I've not been teachable, if I've not been able to receive it, if I've not been able to be changed, help me tonight. Lord, hell, I, would, I, just, I sure hope somebody else could get the attitude. Amen. God, help me. Teach me a new trick. Teach me something new. God, can you use me? Can you do something with me, God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. I'm telling you, there was, a, uh, there was a study that was done. Can you teach an old dog? Can you teach an old dog a new trick? Amen. Have you ever tried? You just always thought that was the case. Who's tried to teach an old dog a new trick? Anybody? Amen. Come on now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have we... Any of us tried to step out in a way we've never stepped out before to see revival? Hallelujah. It can happen. It can happen, and that's when it's going to happen. Hallelujah. This study, amen, they took two seven-year-old, which is about dog years, as close to 50-year-old uh, in human years, to Alaskan husky dogs. In four to five days, dogs that had never been taught, trained, or anything. They Actually, I think they took them out of a dog pound. And within four days, they had them able to sit, to kneel, to roll over, and to fetch. Four days. A dog that had never had any training, any teaching, nothing. Amen. But I'm telling you, there's something inside, amen, that was able to still get a hold of it. Amen. And we wonder why, hey, you know what? Man, these newcomers, so many times are so much more... Uh, active in outreach and so much more active in worship and prayer. Amen. Because it's something new. It's something fresh. Amen. But then many times and we sit back and say, well, that'll wear off. Amen. Because it makes us uncomfortable. Amen. It convicts us. 
Amen. It convicts me. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not pointing fingers tonight other than at myself. Amen. And understand, we don't see 500 in here tonight. And praise God, I I want to. Amen. And then somehow or another, amen, I want to see it happen. Oh, hallelujah. I want to see it happen tonight. Praise God. There's another study done. Amen. On uh, on older people. They and, and you know they talk about the gray matter. Yeah, well they studied the white matter. I'm not real I'm not like real smart. But they studied white matter. I know white and gray. It, and there was activity that goes on in that white matter. I don't I don't really all I know is the study showed that even in older people, the new activities and things, there's still, there's still the uh, activity there, and they're still able to learn, and still physically the mind is there. But the caveat was, as long as the mind continuously learns, as long as like en- it's like an engine or, or, or something, you let a car sit, amen, uh, you let a car sit for very long, you try to go out there and just crank it up, boy, if it starts to turn over, you're lucky, amen. But if you continuously use it and drive it, amen, it's, it, it cranks right over. Amen, I'm telling you, there's so much, amen, uh, we need to continuously learn and study and understand, amen. I, I want God, every time we come into the house of God, Lord, teach me something new, show me something new, amen. I want to put it into practice. Uh, uh, what I hear tonight, I want to try tomorrow. Hey, I, I want to do, I, I, you know what, Pastor just mentioned about, you know, praying, uh, you know, in, in the morning. I, I want to try that. I want to put that into practice. Maybe maybe that'll change something in me. Maybe that'll do something in me. Yeah, uh, you know, he got some new church cards and you know I haven't really done I don't really give out church cards maybe I'll try to make a point to go do something and ha- somehow I'm telling you if we continuously try to put into practice and let our mind our spiritual mind amen work hallelujah there's some things that uh, we can learn we can we, we can develop hallelujah but we got to put it into practice we got to we got to be teachable we got to let God teach us amen the word of God teach us and change us hallelujah amen but you know what there's, there's, there's some that the Bible talks about this. The Bible talks about uh, being those that can be taught and those that can't be taught and those that should be at a different place in their life and those that, that aren't where they should be. I'm, it, it's in Isaiah 28, verse 9. Isaiah 28, verse 9 says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? Who? Who should, learn, who should, who should God put his efforts into? Amen. Where should God put the effort into? Amen. Well, who should pastor put the who who should be taught? Who is capable? Who is willing? Who is going to do something with the knowledge? Amen. Who's going to be teachable? It says, "Whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine?" This is who. Them that are weaned from the milk. Amen. Those that aren't taken in the light stuff, the milk, amen. Those that are a little more mature, those that are a little more mature, amen. Because you know why? In verse number 10, it says, For precept must be upon precept, amen. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Learning doesn't come in one big bang, amen. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about that, that, that preaching saves. Amen. How can they hear without a preacher? Amen. Preaching saves you, convicts you into the Holy Ghost and to the altar. And the preaching, amen, under the anointing of the, of the Word of God will drive somebody to repentance and say, God, I need you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But teaching 
Staying saved, keeping you saved is line upon line, precept upon precept. Getting you in the door isn't just good enough. Amen. Getting you saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. It it is just the beginning of your walk with God. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, You know, uh, uh, back in the day, you know, you have kindergarten. Well, I loved kindergarten. They have snacks and nap time and stuff. Amen. But if I went to college and they said, it's nap time, snack time, I'd be going, what in the world am I paying my money for? Okay. Cookies? That's right. That's fine. You know, there's two kinds of people. There's people that pay for their school, and there's people that other people pay for their school. Just go to college, and you'll figure it out real quick. And you'll know real quick which one's paid for their own school, and you'll real quick know which one's had college paid for them through assistance. There are some that have it paid through assistance that, that really apply themselves. But for the most part, you can tell. Where I grew up in southern Illinois, amen, there was people that they went to school and they partied for the first semester until their student loan or until their, uh, their Pell Grant ran out. And they quit. Couldn't, they didn't pass any classes, but they got Pell Grant. Amen. But then there were those that were working two or three jobs. Mom and dad aren't paying for school. And, and they, they're putting themselves through school. And, they're, and because you know what they desire? They have a desire for the education. They have a desire to learn. They want that degree. They want that, that, that piece of paper that says, hey, I've done something. I've completed work. Amen. Teach me something so that I can be productive and, and I can get a better job and I can get potentially uh, make more money. I'm telling you, just, just it's profitable. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not saying by no means uh, is just going to school going to get you a better job. Amen. But that's one reason why people go. Amen. And so you can tell, hallelujah, who's, who's really into it because they want to learn. Amen. But that learning process is precept upon precept. And you got to learn, uh, amen, uh, the, the beginnings, the, the new things. Amen. There's, you know, there's no limit. In this scripture, there's no limit. Amen. Whom shall teach knowledge? Whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk. That's, the, that's that, those, those babies, basically the babies. Somebody that's, that's, not, that, that, that's not nursing anymore. At that point, you know what? They should, there should be a learning process that takes place. Amen. But you know what's not there? Is when it should stop. There's nowhere should it say, does it say, hey, the learning process should end when they turn 65. And you can retire and hang it up. Amen. Because you know what? That study I just talked about kind of lines up with that. Because you know what? The Lord's saying, hey, you know what? you got to keep learning if you're going to keep uh, growing. If you don't, you're just going to die. And your mind's going to free uh, fry out and you're just not going to be able to learn anything amen and that's what this is saying because precept upon precept amen and whenever you can get to a point a a new convert as soon as they get the Holy Ghost amen there's some things that's why we do not amen that's why we do not try to overwhelm a new convert they don't understand holiness they don't understand standards somebody especially that doesn't have the Holy Ghost has no idea about skirt length Amen. About facial hair, about uh, necklines. They don't understand any of that. We don't put that on any new convert. Amen. Because line upon line first is, we love you, and God's going to help you through this. He said he'll never leave you and forsake you. God will heal you and help you through this, this, this transition. The devil's trying to, he's going to try to steal that from you. That's the first line. Just hang on. 
Don't, don't let go right now. Just, just keep, keep hanging on. Amen. And you know what happens then? Because line upon line, then that precept upon precept, that's why, well, you know what? If it has to be addressed, that's why pastor says, let, let him address it. Amen. Because you know what's going to happen is they're going to start coming. They're going to hear teaching. Amen. It may not be on holiness, but they're going to start understanding, hey, this is real. The things that I'm hearing are in the Bible. Amen. And they can start seeing the truths of the Word of God that are preached across the pulpit. Amen. And they can start looking around going, you know what? How many times has this happened if you just let it unfold? The precept upon precept. We love you. Come hang out with us. Come to youth service. Come. And the next line is, why do you all got skirts on? Ooh, it's another line. It's another precept. It's another step in the right direction. Hallelujah. Amen. Getting somebody to a place where they look right, dress right, act right. Amen. Is line upon line, precept upon precept. God and pastor can deal with that and take time. But I'm telling you, amen. This is all, amen. All of us are at a stage in our life. Amen. Those that need to be taught are those, amen, that are born again of water and the spirit. Hallelujah. And you're going to start your education. And you better be, be teachable. Hallelujah. Because some line, you can't afford to miss this precept. And you can't afford to miss this precept. And you can't afford to miss that line or say, I don't like that precept. I don't really agree with that precept. I don't think that one's a right one. Because you know what? The next one's built upon that one. And that one's built upon the one before it. Amen. There's a building going on. It's fitly framed together. Jesus being the chief cornerstone. Amen. And if you don't get it all connected just right, amen, the building's going to fall. And you're going to fall. If you don't get the teachable moments in your life as you walk and as you, as you, walk and you go on as a Christian. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Again, holiness. Amen. That's, that's, that is a... It's a... Uh, it's something that's a teaching that's built upon itself. Amen. Because uh, you don't understand that when you come to God, you don't understand God's holiness. You don't understand how holy God is. You've got to get a revelation of how holy God is before you understand why you have to be holy. Amen. And you have to understand that Adam and Eve were kicked out of a garden because they had sinned and they were no longer could, could fellowship God because he's a holy God. And he created. Now, now the next step in line is understanding that, you know what? Well, God created a tabernacle and a plan. Amen. And the plan was holiness. To get into the presence of the Lord, the plan was holiness. Because God is holy. you got to be, the priest has to be bathed. He's got to have garments on that are unspotted, unwrinkled. you got to have blood. you got to have all these precepts are, are going to build upon itself. Amen. And then you understand that Jesus was that lamb. Amen. Was that sacrifice. Uh, amen. And then when Jesus, uh, the next uh, precept, amen, upon that last precept is that Jesus said, I am with you, but soon I will be in you. Uh, I, I offer my body. Amen. Don't know you not that your body is the temple of the Lord. Oh, I remember that the temple was holy and God dwelt in the temple only with the holiness, amen, of that lamb, only with the holiness, amen, of the priest. I understand understand now why I've got to be holy. I'm telling you, it's precept upon precept and line upon line. Amen. Here a little and there a little. Amen. We better be teachable and we better be getting a hold of these precepts. The only way we're going to see revival of 500, amen, is the precept of prayer. Amen. Is the precept of fasting and the line of 
outreach and the line of loving people. That's the only way because it's got to be built upon it. We can't have 500 and not know how to love somebody and not care about them enough to call and not care enough about them. Amen to say, hey, I've been thinking about you today. We missed a precept. 500 souls will crumble to the, to the ground because we've missed the precept of before of what outreach means and what, 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 uh, what caring about the lost means. There's precepts we got to get, amen, before revival. I'm telling you, amen, and it's been taught. It's been taught tonight. It's been taught just recently. Amen. Prayer, series on prayer, all these things. I'm guilty to. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm saying, Lord, help me. Help me, God, amen, to get those precepts and those, those lines and put them in my life. And God, let me go back. And if i got to re-listen to some messages, if I've got to re-listen to some preaching, God, I want to make sure that that line is there and that precept is there. Amen. Because whenever somebody walks by me, I want, to re I want in my spirit to, to reach out and say, hey. Uh, are you all right? Uh, you look troubled. And you, uh, uh, well, you know what? I, I could pray for you. I can, I can help you. Uh, we'll take it to prayer. Because the line was, hey, let's pray about souls. Get a hunger for souls. Oh, praise God. Amen. I want to be teachable. I want to be teachable tonight. Amen. You know what? All of us are called to be teachers. Come on now. All of us. Not only should we be taught, but Paul said, the things that I've taught you, continue in them and keep teaching them. He says, preach the word. He said, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. And he said, hey, the things I taught you, keep doing. So you're going to keep doing the things. You, oh, be, I'm going to keep telling. He's writing the letter of 2 Timothy. He's teaching him. He's being taught as we read. And so he's being taught, and in that teaching was, okay, teaching some new stuff. Now keep doing the old stuff. I'm going to teach you now. Uh, you just keep on plugging away. There's some more stuff that's going to help you. You're older, and you're going to deal with some new things. And, and so we got to be teachable. What would have happened? What would have happened if Timothy said, I forget you? I, I, you know, that's a lot of work. I don't want to do that. Lord, help us tonight. Help me tonight. Amen. We're all taught. We're all expected Amen. To be teachers. Amen. Because in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 to 14, it says, For when, for the time, ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teacheth you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as we have need of, milk and not of strong meat. He says, you guys should be teaching. You should be beyond where you're at right now. Yeah, you're, you, the, the, Hebrew, uh, the writer of Hebrews says, hey, come on. You know, I was really expecting to come back or to, to, to you to be teaching other people Bible studies and, and be teaching these precepts I've taught you. That's, that's, you you're supposed to be disciples and go on making disciples. And you're, you're still f floundering around with these things. And you're not, you're just, it's the same message to you over and over again. And it's becoming frustrating. You're not getting it. You're not putting it into practice. And it's the milk. You're back to the milk. Amen. Because I can't teach someone. Amen. They're not teachable if they're on the milk. They're not teachable if they're not 
doing and learning and growing and developing. Amen. Hey, you can't run a marathon without first learning to crawl and to walk. Amen. Amen. But verse 13 says, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are full age, even those who by reason use reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Amen. I'm telling you that we... Uh, We've got to get beyond some things. We've got to, we got to go back to the old, uh, the old books and the old teachings and say, God, what have I missed? What am I needing to do? God, how can I have revival in my life? I want to be teachable. Hallelujah. I want to be teachable. Amen. This isn't a message of, oh, you know, oh, to, to hoop and holler and get everybody excited. This is a message to get me to thinking and to get us to thinking. Lord, uh, you know what? I, I was in college and there were kids that would show up probably for exam day. I'm telling you, they show up for exam day. You don't see them all semester. But come the date of exam, the room is full. You can't find a seat. I mean, I, I, time and time again, you go all semester. I, just, I mean, I come and sit down. There's nobody there. Come the day of finals and the whole place is packed. I'm like, who in the world are these people? Where did they come from? And they've done, they've just not shown up. They've just not come to class, not been a part. Those, you, you, you can do that in college. And they wonder why they fail the class. They wonder why they, they, don't, they don't make the grade. And they wonder, and they get mad and frustrated. And, and, and you know, I've had conversations with some of these, these people before. And I said, you know what? If you show up, it helps a lot in your ability to comprehend what's being taught. If you just show up to class and you listen to what's taught, and you can remember and retain those things. Amen. You're going to pass the class. Amen. I'm telling you, if you can come to church and we can be uh, sit through teaching and through preaching, I'm telling you, God knows and He understands what we need. And if we can put into practice the things that we hear, I'm telling you, we can, we, we can pass. Amen. We can pass the class and, and we can be out, go out and be successful. Amen. Because you, you don't go to a school just to learn stuff. You go there to learn stuff that you can apply in other areas of your life. Amen. And so school isn't the end all of end all. It's the beginning of your career, your future. Amen. You better learn something while you're there. Amen. The same thing applies here. We need to learn something. We need to be teachable. Amen. We need to allow God to use us. And also... He says, for when the time, ye ought to be teachers. Amen. And they weren't ready. They weren't ready to be teachers. And so you know what? Well, let's go back to the, the beginning with the same group and teach the same stuff over again. Let's go back to the same people doing the same thing over again because we can't go out and I can't send you forth to teach others. You're not doing that because you're not been taught yourself. So let's all come back together again on Sunday and let's teach you the same stuff again and then let's come back on Thursday and teach the same stuff that's what that's what was happening here was the same stuff was being taught and regurgitated and uh, this is what you need to do this is how you need to be saved this is a, and it was just over and over and recycled and there was never growth there was never revival because they weren't willing to go and, and to, to exercise what they had been taught Amen. I'm telling you that those muscles that, that, that we have, we have, a, we have a, a, a lot of muscle power here. If we'll begin to flex and exercise the things we've been taught, 
Amen. And, and, and the things of, uh, of the Holy Ghost that we've taught. I'm telling you, we could change uh, the world. And we, God wants us to change this city. Up, flip it upside down. Amen. He's given us the muscle power to do it. But we've got, we've got, to, we've got to build upon those things. We've got to, to, to begin to work those and exercise. Amen. Those teachings. Amen. And, and so one of these days, amen, we're going we're gonna to start, uh, uh, you know, maybe it's my, my, my job where, when I start tearing things up there. And, and maybe it's on your, eventually before you know it, we're just tearing this whole city apart amen because we've got it amen amen we've learned and we, we said lord i get it now i'm gonna go out and do something amen and and i'm gonna go get i'm gonna go get somebody else to help me hallelujah oh glory to god glory to god amen being teachable amen i'm trying to hurry tonight being teachable it's a sign of wisdom being wise amen if you can learn what's being taught it's wisdom not brother wisdom, but wisdom. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 9 says, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. If you teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. Makes sense. Hallelujah. Somebody that's wise is going to be taught something. It doesn't say if the right person teaches them under the certain, certain circumstances. It says, you know what? If you, if you can teach and you give instruction to somebody that's wise, it doesn't matter. If, they, if they're wise, they can say, you know what? I like that. That's good. I'm going to use that. Amen. And they're going to get wiser. They're going to look at that and go, hey, I can see how that will help me and make me stronger and make me wiser. It's going to be a benefit. It's going to be profitable to me. Amen. You, you're, you're teaching me uh, about something. Let me listen. I, I want to get this because, you know, I think I can use that. I, I remember maybe if I use that with what, uh, what I'm doing over here, maybe that can, I mean, I can see where I can help me in outreach doing what I'm doing or I can help me in my prayers. You know, I've been praying this way and I can see where, you know what, I, I may be more effective if I, if I pray this way. I, I pray. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You know, uh, um, just simply, the, 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 you know, I threw out there the other day about putting the names in your, in your phone of someone that you're praying for. I, I did it because I, it helped me. I, 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 and so you may say, well, I don't have to do that. Well, you're right. You don't have to. But you keep forgetting to pray for people. It was just a, it was a little thing to help. That's what I'm talking about. There's people. There's things. Amen. That, that can help you if you'll listen. You'll be wiser if you'll just allow yourself to listen to people. And get help, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You know, the Bible talks about, the Bible talks and teaches us many things. Amen. And I know uh, pastors taught here recently on uh, money. He asked me to teach on budgeting, that sort of thing here a month or two months ago. He talked about stewardship and about being faithful steward. And those things, you know, there's a reason why pastors taught us these things. There's a reason why, amen, that, that he, has, uh, he has taught us um, these things. Because Proverbs 13 and 18 says, Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction, but he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. Amen. You know what? If he's teaching, hey, the te you, know, you, know, you may, I understand. You may say, you know what? It's just Brother Merriman. I don't, wanna, I don't have to listen to him. I don't want to hear what he has to say. That's fine. But are you still struggling with your finances? Are you still struggling with debt? 
Are you still struggling with these things? Because I'm, I'm not gonna, I don't have to listen to Brother Merriman. I don't have to listen to him because he's not pastor. I'm not. I, you don't have to ask Brother Jared. How many times have I, have, I, have I talked with Brother Jared and said, hey, I'm not your pastor. You can just tell me to run away and go away and fly a kite. That's fine. But I just, this is something I think may help you. And you can do that all you want. But you understand, you know what? The Word of God is still true. Whether it's through me, whether it's through Brother Jared or Brother Brandon or a pastor or an evangelist, the Word of God is still true. The Bible says that the borrower is servant to the lender. Whether I say it or whether Brother Goff says it or whether pastor, it doesn't matter. The Word is still true. Amen. And that's why poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. Amen. Pastor got upset. He said, why haven't people been coming and getting help? Because he knows, hey, the Word tells you how to help, help you. The Word will help you get a grip on your finances in your life. The weight of, of this debt get, get off of you. Amen. Not because I said it, because God said it. Because the Word of God said it. Amen. I'm telling you, amen, if you want anything in your, be teachable. Come on now, be teachable, no matter what it is. Oh, I've lost some folks. Uh, it's the truth. It's the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. I've, you know, I've talked with people. I've, I've, I mean, everywhere. I had a person, I just said a person that I know in a former life somewhere else. Amen. That I talked to about their budget. I mean, I've been trying to get people on a budget for years. I mean, everywhere I go, and I try to talk to this person about it. And they said, well, if I can't get my Starbucks, it's not, it's not, I'm not, it's not worth it. I'm like, Really? Really? You, 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 you're, you're really willing to sacrifice your financial life and future because you've got to have your Starbucks? But that's the mentality, refusing. But you know what? At the time, they're making very good money. Very good money. They eventually lost their house, the cars were repossessed. They refused instruction. I tried. I'm like, you know, I just... And so tonight, I want to be teachable. I want to be teachable. And I'm hoping this is coming across in the right spirit and the right attitude because I understand that it's a difficult thing. There's reasons, though, people don't accept teaching. There's a reason. Amen. There's always some reason why. Amen. And one of those reasons is because of tradition. Because this is always, this is how I do things. This is how my way, this is the only way I'm going. I've always done it this way. Amen. No matter what it is. Amen. And Jesus dealt with that in Matthew chapter 15, verse 1 to 3. He says, uh, talking about the scribes and Pharisees. He said, then came to Jesus, scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do the disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said unto them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? In verse, skipping to verse 8, it says, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. You know what? Jesus was saying, because your traditional ways of worship, that, that's... Your, you don't even truly worship me. You break, you're breaking the commandment of God. He's looking for true worshipers that will worship in spirit and in truth. And he's telling the, the scribes and Pharisees, he says, you know what, they, 
they, they say the right things. They say they're doing the right things. Uh, they say they love me. They say they worship me. They say they give me glory. But their life doesn't reflect it. Their worship truly doesn't reflect it. And so their traditions. Well, we do three songs on Thursday and four songs on Sunday. And I know we, it's, it's good to have decent in order and all that sort of thing. And, and it's, you know, we can't go all crazy. You know, we can't just wing it every, you know. You have to have some form of, this is the plan, amen. But sometimes it's just so easy to stick to the plan and just let it go because we don't have to, we don't have to trust in God because we know where there's another song coming. And there's another song coming after that one. We don't really have to get out and really surrender to God in worship because I don't know what's going to happen after this song. Come on, come on. Our traditions of our worship will, will keep us from obeying the Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Also, our pride. Amen. Many times our pride will keep us from receiving and being teachable. Oh, goodness. Jeremiah 13 and 15 says, Hear ye. Saying, listen and give ear. Listen to what I'm saying. Be not proud, for the Lord has spoken. Someone that has pride, nobody's going to tell me what to do. It's not teachable. Amen? And that was, that was what uh, Jeremiah was saying. He said, hey, listen, don't be, don't be, don't be proud. Don't, don't think you're better. Don't think you, you've got it all together. Don't, don't just sit there and think, I'm not going to listen to him. I'm not going to listen. Uh, you know what? I don't have to listen to you. Don't be proud. Be teachable. Because the Lord is speaking. Amen. I'm telling you, pride will, will keep you from uh, receiving the blessings of God. It will keep you from receiving some, something in your life. Amen. That You know what? I've learned so many things in my life from people uh, that, that I just, that were, that were that I've, I've taught and trained a lot of people in my life that, that worked for me. Um, and you know, there's so many times whenever I, I would get into situations and, and I would tell them, I said from the get-go, I said, this is what we're doing. I said, this is how we're doing it. And uh, there's this one kid I remember because I was thinking, how did he think of this? It just was not, he was not a uh, bright and shining star, if you will. Amen. He was, uh, he was just not a bright and shining star. Amen. But I, he just said, hey, why don't we do it this? Why don't we do that? I said, That's a really good idea. I was like, I was thinking, where'd they come from? <laughs> Who are you? But you know what? Yeah, that's that's cool. Let's do. Let's let's go. Let's let's do that. But I'm telling you, there's things. There there are situations where we can learn. Amen. It was King David, I believe, and I. And again, I I meant to find this, but King David's. There was someone who who basically called him out and called him names and was, you're you're a bad guy. You're mean. Or you're ugly, or whatever it was. He he just called him out on the carpet and said, "You know what? You got a bad attitude." You know what David King did? He said, "You know what? There's probably some truth to that." And you know what? I want to. Maybe I just need to pray about it. I need to get some things right. He he could have easily said, "You know what? You have no right to talk to me like that. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are?" But David the King, a man after God's own heart, said, "Hey, I want." This to be a teachable moment in my life. You know what? Maybe the Lord allowed that to happen. Maybe the Lord allowed that person to say that to me to help change me. Because you know what? Maybe there's a little bit of truth to it. 
And if there is, God, sorry. Forgive me, Lord. If I don't have that right attitude, if I have been this way, Lord, God, clean me. God, help me. And let that line be built. You know what? Amen. It's a whole lot. It's really easy. It's really, really easy. Amen. Amen. To automatically say, you know what? I don't like what you said. Because I want I get mad too. I'm human. Right? When somebody gets mad at you, don't tell me you always think, oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I don't, you know, they call you names, they call you. What's the first thing that happens with little kids? If you ever work with little kids and they start, well, I'll tell you what. He called me stupid. He called me a poo-poo head or whatever. <laughs> called me name. He called me a name. He called me a name. What are you going to do about it, teacher? Well, you know what I teach my children to do? There's been some situations in, in their life where there's been some struggles there. There's been some, it happens. Kids are kids. And uh, I spent some nights with them, and, said, and they've come crying to the room. This is going on. Somebody did this or that. First thing, they said this about me. Why? You better not have. I think I can take them. They pull my back out, but I think I can take them. That's the first thing that happens in my dad's mind. But you know what? I begin to think, and Lord, what really needs to happen here? And I begin, you can ask them, because they really, are, they get mad. Like, they're like, I want to be mad. But I ask, ask them, I'll tell them. You know what? The devil's trying to stop revival. He wants you to get upset. He wants you to be angry. He wants you to be mad. And you know what? Maybe there's a little bit of truth to it. Maybe that's something you need to be careful about and watch out for. Is that right? that right yes because you know Kenzie Madison y'all aren't perfect and you know what neither is anyone else and they may say something that they probably shouldn't have said it may hurt and I'm sorry that it hurts but you know what we got to have revival so we're not going to get mad when I'm not going to call we're not going to do all that we're going to pray about it and you're going to be careful not to be that way not to say those things and you're going to be nice to him. You're not going to backlash. You're going to, you're going to be kind. Because there's a, lot, there's a precept there that pastor says, Hey, the devil's going to be on the prowl when pastor leaves. The devil's coming and he's trying to get us to stir up some strife. Amen. There's a line. There's a precept that's there. Amen. And so now upon that line, upon that precept, Hun, we can't do this because you know what? It's going to disrupt revival. It's going to disrupt, amen, what God's trying to do. Remember pastor preaching about this? He said it from the pulpit. And we're going to stand behind what pastor says. You're not going to get mad you're not going to cause a, a ruckus and you're not going to get mad and, and go back and backlash at them because we're not hindering revival we're not going to stop it we're going to stop it right here devil's a liar it's a line upon line it's a precept upon precept i'm telling you pride the first thing i want you to do is to get even and to say back to that person hey why do you say that to me for why'd you do that you know good for nothing amen but i'm telling you if you could swallow that pride and swallow that and say you know what Maybe there's some truth to it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, be teachable.
Be teachable in your spirit. Be teachable in your life. Amen. I want revival. Don't you want revival? Don't you want God to use you? Don't you want God to use us? Amen. But if we can't, if we won't move, if we won't behave, if we won't get along with our brother and sister because our pride won't let us, oh God, we'll never see the promises. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. If you musicians would come, I'm just about over here tonight. Praise God. Amen. Those that are willfully ignorant, not stupid, there's a difference. Willfully ignorant. Amen. I had a teacher in sixth grade call a kid ignorant. So there was a country boy, and he about got, that teacher about got whooped before he could explain himself. I'm telling you, he got all fired up. He said, who are you calling ignorant? He said, well, it doesn't mean you're stupid. It just means you don't know. You just unlearned about something. I mean, I'm ignorant about, I, I, Brother Goff took me into his office and said, here, run my office. I'm ignorant of that. I have no clue of what he does. He eats really good restaurants, I see a lot of times. But that's, and, he, and really good food in Mexico. I don't know. I could do that. Hallelujah. But I could not, I'd, every train in the world would wreck. Trains they don't even own would wreck. I'm telling you, I'm ignorant of it. Not stupid, I bet I could... I would think I might be able to learn some of it. And so, so could you. But you know what? There's some people that choose to be ignorant of things. They don't want to. You know what? That was a, oh, they said something ugly? Or they said something about that? You know what? You know, maybe they didn't. No, 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 no. They, I know how their attitude. I know who they are. I know how they are. They always say stuff like, no, no, they may not have. Wouldn't you know, oh, no, I know. They don't want to know because they want to be upset. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I am truly winning friends and influencing folks tonight. I'm telling you, this is the truth anyhow. Praise God. Willfully ignorant. 2 Peter 3, verse 3 to 5 says, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where's the promise? And they say, You know what? God's not coming back. For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. It says, For this they were willfully ignorant of. They, they, didn't want to, they didn't want to know anything about They just come to church. I just want to worship God. Don't tell me the Lord's come. Don't tell me I've got to change. Don't tell me. I, I don't, if, I don't have, if I don't know about, you know, what's going on, you know, if I don't know about, uh, you know, this, this uh, you know, revival, I don't have to come. So if I, don't, if, I don't, you know, if I don't know that there's people out there that need, need my help, I don't have to help. And they're just willfully ignorant of the things that, that amen, uh, that they just, they know that, hey, it's going to put a little extra effort into my life, and I just, I'd rather not know about it. I'd rather not know that I have to change. I'd rather not know that I have to live differently. I'd rather not know that I've got to live right. and I've got to give up something and give them some things up. Amen. You can't teach somebody that doesn't want to be taught. You can't teach somebody, amen, that chooses not to listen. You can't teach somebody, amen, that says, you know what? I'm just too busy. i got stuff going on. You can't pin them down. Amen. Willful ignorance. Hallelujah. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. God has an order. Amen. If you want to start playing something soft, I'll quit eventually here in a minute. That line upon line. Amen. God has a plan from the time you're born. There's an education for you till the day you die. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. 
Parents, you got a responsibility. Amen? You have a responsibility to teach them kids. We have a responsibility. I have a responsibility. Amen. To teach our children in the way that they should go. Teach them to obey the Word of God. Teach them to be obedient, submitted to the pastor. Teach them. Amen. And you know what? It'd be better safe. Amen. On your standards of dress. It'd be better just to go ahead and maybe, and it's close. It's probably not a good idea, huh? You know, the skirt, skirt's just a little tight or maybe a little, just, I don't know. You know what? It's better just to make sure. Let's not wear that one anymore. Because I want to make sure that we're holy. Train up a child the way they should go. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 7 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord of God's one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, heart, soul with all thy might and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt walk with them when thou sittest in the house and when thou walk in the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up you know what it's doing when we're doing that when the only time we talk about church is at church teaches them church isn't important Amen. But whenever we're talking about, hey, we got revival coming up. Oh, we were going to go out of, uh, out of town, but we need to redo it. We need to reschedule our vacation. We need to do this. Or, you know, hey, did you read your Sunday school papers? This week, did you read your Sunday school? Did you read your Bible reading? Did you? You got it? Did you do it? Are you sure? Okay, good. Because it lets them know mom's thinking about church. Dad's thinking about church. Dad's thinking about God. Amen. We're talking about going to Heritage. We're talking about next year we're going to camp. Next, It's a conversation that's ongoing in your life and in your family. Not of, oh, man, I forgot we got church tomorrow. Amen. Teach them diligently. Because you know what it's teaching them? To be teachable. You're teaching them to be teachable. Hallelujah. I won't read it all, but in Joshua, when they passed over the Jordan took the stones out. They say, hey, you guys take them stones out, make a memorial. Why? Why do we have to do this? It's just so crazy. You know why? Because one of these days when you're old and gray and, and you're walking your grandson by and he goes, hey, what's, grand, granddad, what's all this holiness about? Why do we, do, why do we dress like this? He can say, son, because back when I got in the church, I got a revelation of the holiness of God. And God's a holy God. And we, we dress this way and we live. I feel the Holy Ghost. We live this way because God loves it this way. And I love God. And don't ever lose this, son. Don't ever change this. Keep the old ways. Yes, granddaddy. Yes, granddaddy. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. Let's be teachable ministry. 1 Timothy 3 and 2. Bishop, you got to be apt to teach. Amen. They get it at home in the morning, in the afternoon, at night, when they go to bed, throughout the day, throughout their life. They come to church, the pastor's going to teach them how to win the loss. He's going to teach them, here's why we dress the way we do. Here's how you treat your brother and your sister. Here's how, here's how you handle your finances. And so they're hearing it. And then you go home and you're talking about, oh, I never... And I didn't realize that. And that was awesome. And how, and I, I, I never heard that one in the scripture before. 
man, I never heard the revelation like that. Man, that's awesome. I just like fresh and new revelation. Did you, did you kids hear that? And man, I'd never heard. I, I, I never realized that scripture was there. And oh man, I, I didn't know that. Teachable. Teachable. Ezekiel 44 and 23. And they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and profane. Cause them to discern between the unclean and the clean. Who? Preacher. Timothy, 1 Timothy 4 and 11. These things command and teach. Pastor's done some of that here lately. Hope we've been teachable. Hope when pastor says these things command and teach, he's not joking. God's not joking. I'm telling you, some of the things he's been talking about, I'm just... I'm, I've got my, I've got our kids are homeschooled, but I've got my ears perked to the things and I, what I read in the newspaper, what I read, I'm, it scares me to death. Some of this core curriculum and all this, the things that they are doing in the public school, I'm just it blows my mind. Oh Lord, help me to be teachable. God, I want to get it. I don't want to say I know better than Pastor. I know better than him. I don't have to listen to him. Be teachable. Be teachable. Be teachable. And if we listen to God, He'll teach us as well. Psalm 94. Everybody stand. I'm, uh, this is the last couple of scriptures. Psalm 94, 12 to 13. Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest. I don't like being chastened. I don't like it at all. It hurts. But you know what? God's done it to me a few times. There's been time for the teaching and the Word. And maybe tonight, I, I'm not your pastor but the Word of God, maybe the God's Word. It says, blessed is the man whom thou chastens. God, blessed is the man whom God chastens. If you feel the Word of God's kind of rubbed you the opposite direction tonight, and you say, you've missed it. You've missed God trying to teach you and to help you to show you something in your life. I'm telling you, it's not about me. Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law, that thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. Last scripture, Luke 11 and 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying, as Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. The disciples said, Jesus, I, the preacher you sent to us before, he taught his disciples how to pray. I want you to teach us how to pray. I don't think I'm doing it right. I don't think I'm doing a good enough job. That's not cutting it. When I'm doing it, I'm cutting it. Jesus, teach me. Help me, Lord Jesus. Teach me to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to be teachable tonight. Amen. I want God to teach me through His Word, through teaching of the Word. Amen. Through adversity, through through some somebody throwing out a, a, a slander. I, I, somehow God teach me. Let me let me learn and, and and help me, Lord. Oh God, teach me. Teach me to pray. Amen. The altars are open tonight. Amen. You're welcome to come. Find a place to pray. Hallelujah. God teach us. 
Teach us tonight. Teach us to pray. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord for a few moments here tonight.